How Living the Year of the Opposite Started How Living a Year of Doing the Opposite Like George Costanza Cured My Depression, Fixed My High Blood Pressure, Saved My Marriage, and Made Me a Better Father. Last year at the age of 41, I faced the heart-wrenching loss of three close friends within a mere five-month span. They were all between the ages of 41 and 44. The overwhelming grief I experienced plunged me into a profound depression for the first time in my life. Many of you are quite familiar with me, while others have yet to make my acquaintance. So let's start with a brief introduction. I'm a tech and marketing professional who helped build a web hosting company, Liquid Web, alongside my friends, Matt, Chris, Jer, and Greg. Together, we grew the company to employ 480 employees on two continents and achieved 70 million in annual recurring revenue. In 2015, we successfully sold the company to private equity firm for a staggering $224 million. I've seldom mentioned this as it may have come across as boastful, but I became a millionaire before I reached the age of 35. The wealth I amassed at such a young age exceeded my wildest expectations. This early financial success led me to believe that I had achieved life's ultimate goal, which I dubbed my fake retirement. I didn't have a boss, so I indulged in late night routines, sleeping until 2 p.m. and staying awake until 4 a.m. I often wore black t-shirts and sweatpants, projecting a slovenly image and demeanor. I ate whatever I pleased, avoided exercising, and generally shied away from physical activities. I even sported a shirt that mockingly said, sports, as an ironic and iconic statement. Before long, my unhealthy lifestyle began to take its toll. I gained over 60 pounds and developed a myriad of health issues, including high blood pressure, elevated triglycerides, high cholesterol, rosacea, and poor cardiac fitness. Simple tasks like climbing the stairs left me sweating profusely as I found myself in abysmal physical condition. My well-intentioned and caring doctors were quick to prescribe medications to address the various health issues resulting from my lifestyle. They prescribed fish oil for cholesterol management, prednisone and colchicine to combat gout, Valsaltran to lower my high blood pressure, and phenofibrate to reduce elevated triglycerides. In no time, I found myself taking four pills daily. They appeared to be effective at at least initially as my levels decreased. However, as I failed to make any lifestyle changes, my levels gradually began to rise again. Consequently, my dosages increased, putting me on an unsustainable and potentially harmful trajectory. Despite my poor health, life had its bright spots. I married an incredible woman who I felt was truly out of my league. Together, we had a son. I fulfilled my dream of owning a lake house and a boat, and I even drove a Tesla, allowing me to feel somewhat environmentally conscious amid my luxurious lifestyle. Additionally, I invested in companies that piqued my interest and became an active member in local boards that align with my passions. But suddenly, everything changed in February of 2022. My close friend Joe died of a heart attack due in part to alcohol abuse. Remarkably, Throughout my 41 years of life, I had been fortunate enough to avoid experiencing the sudden loss of anyone close to me. Joe's passing deeply affected me, and I struggled to cope with the intense grief I encountered for the first time in my life. 
in July of 2022, uh, just just a short while later, I faced the devastating loss of my best friend since age two, Matt Hill, the founder of Liquid Web, who passed away at 41. Tragedy struck again merely 10 days later when my wife's cousin, a friend, and the officiant at our wedding was fatally injured by a door in a bizarre accident. Despite my life appearing perfect by most standards, the overwhelming grief and confluence of these events plunged me into a clinical depression. I would awaken feeling despondent and retire to bed with the same heavy sadness, struggling to find a sense of purpose. Rationally, I understood that my experiences paled in comparison to the hardships faced by others. This realization brought about feelings of guilt, making me question my right to feel depressed when I seemingly had it all. Yet I found myself unable to break free from the grip of this profound sadness, even though logic told me it was unwarranted. My attempts to cope with the sadness proved unhelpful as well. Discussing my feelings with friends only seemed to dampen their spirits. Similarly, I unfairly burdened my wife with the expectation that she could miraculously heal my emotional pain. My frustration with her inability to do so put a strain on our marriage, and my demeanor became increasingly difficult to tolerate. I was truly insufferable to be around. I knew something had to change. If every instinct you have is wrong, the opposite would have to be right, is a line Jerry Seinfeld says to George Costanza in the Seinfeld episode, The Opposite. I kept thinking of that quote. It was then that I revisited Admiral William H. McRaven's commencement speech titled, Just Make Your Bed. In his address, he emphasizes the significance of waking up early and making your bed as it provides an initial sense of accomplishment to start your day, setting off a chain reaction of positive transformations. If you want to change the world, start by making your bed. I decided that is where I would start. Every day I would wake up before 8 a.m. and make my bed. This might seem like a small task, but for someone that was never a morning person, it was a challenge. The seemingly minor change of waking up early and making my bed had an unexpectedly profound impact on my life. It instilled in me a newfound confidence, nudged me towards an earlier bedtime, allowed me to enjoy breakfast with my three-year-old, made me think twice about drinking alcohol the night before, and enhanced my productivity at work. It was a small change, but with massive influence. Waking up early and making the bed was the antithesis of my behavior during depression. I resolved to embrace more of these opposite actions. In the following months, I made several significant changes. I quit drinking alcohol, stopped smoking weed, sought therapy, completed a half marathon, ran seven miles barefooted, held my breath for two minutes and 45 seconds, ran a mile backwards, briefly piloted an airplane, learned archery, swam about a mile across my lake, practiced shooting a pistol, won the blazing wing challenge, and took a nine-minute cold plunge in a 35-degree lake, among other things. The transformation didn't occur instantaneously, but it certainly felt swift. Within two weeks, I experienced a daily surge of energy, as if I were on Adderall. Within a month, my depression had vanished, and within six months, all of my lifestyle-induced ailments were cured. 
my high blood pressure, elevated triglycerides, rosacea, and high cholesterol were all resolved. In this newsletter, the year of the opposite, I'll share the insights I gained and the outcomes I achieved. I'll discuss both the highs and the lows, as well as my blood work, test results, and the research and science behind what worked and what didn't. I want to be absolutely clear from the outset. None of my accomplishments over the past year were extraordinary or record-breaking, but that's precisely what makes them so remarkable. The changes I made are ones that anyone could implement if they desired to transform their life. If you are grappling with weight issues, sadness, anxiety, or depression, perhaps you could also adopt this approach and find it beneficial. Thank you so much for subscribing. Next week, I plan to share the results from my blood work, the changes in my cardiac fitness, my weight change, and my blood pressure measurements. Thank you.